0: Welcome to The Checkup, brought to you by Barry Nelson's Health Law Team. The Checkup is a series of interviews, case studies and stories with some truly interesting and innovative people from all kinds of backgrounds, lawyers, doctors, authors, cyber experts and more. Together we provide a regular dose of all the latest happenings in healthcare and tackle some of the big issues within the industry. If you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch with our team, head to bnlaw.com.au. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Checkup. I'm Sam Pillay from Barry Nelson's Health Law team, and today I'll be kicking off the first of our innovation episodes, where we look at new ideas in healthcare and the people behind them. As lawyers who tend to view the healthcare system from the perspective of when things go wrong, one of the themes we see over and over again is the importance of communication. For this reason, I was particularly excited to be given the opportunity to talk to Dr Andrew Yap recently. In addition to being a practicing doctor, Dr Yap is the CEO and co-founder of Medtasker, the mobile communication and task management platform for hospitals. We discussed how his experiences as a young doctor led him to establish Medtasker and how Medtasker is working to improve patient safety, increase efficiency in organisations and reduce medico-legal risks. Here's our conversation. Hi, Dr. Yap, and welcome to The Checkup.
1: Hi, Dan, and thanks for having me.
0: So perhaps we can start by talking a little bit about your background and how the idea for Medtasker was born.
1: Absolutely. So I've... Um... Uh, come up around healthcare for quite some time. Uh, I worked as a ward clerk and medical receptionist for over five years and then I went to med school and then I was working full-time as a doctor and throughout that journey, interacting with patients, hospital staff, both from both a behind the scenes back office, see what happens as well as on the front line dealing with patients. I realized that Jeez, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on that people don't really see and even if I was just working as a clinical staff member I wouldn't have any understanding of that and so uh, really what happened is one time I was working as an intern and there was an after hours shift Yeah, and you're going around looking after I mean you have between 80 and 120 different patients that you're looking after because oh after hours you're working the hospital is like skeleton staff so you you don't know all the patients and you're just kind of looking after sick and deteriorating patients and trying to, you know, make sure everyone um, is going okay. And I received a page of message, hey, Andrew, just letting you know that 23's blood pressure is low. I was like, all right, let's um, let's let's get some more information because for a young 18-year-old, a low blood pressure may be fine, but for an older 98-year-old person, it can be devastating.
0: Yes, and- no context.
1: I looked at the pager message and there was no telephone number to call the person back. Um, I didn't know which bed 23 it was in the hospital. It was a large 500 bed hospital. Um, couldn't run around to every single ward. And ultimately, I was looking after a patient who was having some chest pain. And I was like, well, I better deal with this and then I'll figure out what's going on. Later on that shift, there was a MET call, which is a, a deteriorating patient. Uh, overhead announcement went yeah. to the patient, and the nursing staff were saying, "Hey, Andrew, what's going on? We we paid you twice," um, and I had no context. I had no idea. And I, unfortunately, the patient went to ICU with a, a really severe chest infection, uh, and I was really distraught by it as a junior doctor. Yeah. Like, well, there's probably something I could have done to have prevent- prevented this deterioration, and. When I reflected on it and went back and and, and kind of tried to piece it back together, it turned out that the nursing staff had actually sent me a pager message beforehand, which was a telephone number, uh, just a five-digit extension number in the hospital. And I had no idea how sick or not um, that was, and I wasn't able to get back to that pager message. Then I got a second pager message, which had no extension number, uh, no details of actually where the patient was and not enough context. To piece it all together and then the the third one was essentially here the patient's getting quite unwell you know, calling the cavalry let's do an overhead announcement um, patient got the care ultimately that they needed but potentially there could have been something uh, I may have been able to do earlier and so that was quite uh, distressing for me, I, 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 I tried to figure out what was going on and when I realised you know, hey, there are some limitations in the system, maybe there's something that can be done um, I started looking into it and then a few years later years later uh, MedTask was born
0: well and I expect that kind of that kind of situation um, wouldn't be uncommon as well
1: no not it's, it's not uncommon at all i mean uh, you speak to senior staff that have been in the hospital and worked in the hospital space for 30 years and it's pretty much been the same um, pager has been around uh, since the 60s and- 60s, and it can convey previously just the telephone number, now it conveys 140 characters, a bit like a tweet. Uh, and you, you can't, it's up to the person sending that message to put all the relevant bits of information in, which is really difficult to do. And so things fall through the cracks, patients end up deteriorating, and sometimes having devastating consequences. And so I said, Well, you know, there must be something better that we can do. And um, we, I looked around, couldn't find anything, and so four and a half years ago, I decided to start Medtasker.
0: And so we have Medtasker. And um, perhaps you can explain a little bit about the features of Medtasker. What does it do? How does it address this problem?
1: Absolutely. So Medtasker is a hospital communication task management platform uh, and it's been designed to do three things. Uh, improve patient safety, increase efficiency for the organisation And reduce medical legal risk. Uh, And I realised that as a doctor, I kind of just create uh, an app, an enterprise grade app that is um, secure, privacy compliant, um, that meets all of the rigorous standards required by hospitals. Uh, So we had to develop our our team, and over the last four and a half years, have developed our enterprise grade communication task management platform. Uh, and so it's got a range of desktop and mobile applications that integrate with core hospital systems like electronic medical records, pathology, radiology systems um, to assist with managing workload, workflow and communication across hospitals. So um, we're able to ensure the right message with the right content and right information gets to the appropriate person or clinician uh, the first time. And what is core and different about Medtask is we really understand exactly which staff member is currently working. Which may sound crazy, but uh, is sometimes really quite difficult to understand in a hospital. Uh, you make in a busy hospital,
0: you don't know who um, you don't know who the consultant on that particular shift is. Often,
1: that's exactly right. And so you have to call switchboard. Switchboard ruffle through uh, a dozen, two dozen spreadsheets. Look on whiteboards, uh, look at pieces of paper, and try to figure out who's on. And it's really difficult. And so, what MedTasker does is it brings it all together in one spot, which so we know exactly who's currently on duty. And that's essentially managed by a combination of the people who workforce people who roster staff, as well as kept up to date by the staff themselves. And um, that ensures that we can get critical blood test results to the appropriate person. It means that we can contact um, the nursing staff, can get the appropriate orderly to take the patient um, to the emergency theatre. It works for all staff that are mobile across the hospital. And so I guess MedTasker has a a range of different, um, I guess, uh, like you talked about, functions and things that it does, and task management is one of it. So there's a lot of operational information that is currently lost through the existing communication tools, be it pager, phone, fax machine, and you don't have any structured information as to what is actually being requested of various people, and that impacts an understanding of what people are doing during the day, as well as, uh, therefore, the the operational efficiency. And so Medtask or assist by helping it's, – it's a bit like a mobile to-do list – Um, knowing exactly what needs to be done, where the patients are, so we can kind of get that done and you can see what's happening across your workforce uh, so that we can improve operational efficiency. Um, Besides task management, we then have an area around clinical photography, which is really uh, a hot topic in healthcare in that people use their own smartphones, they store images, it goes to the cloud uh, and Consent is not necessarily obtained uh, for that. And when that data is stored offshore outside Australian uh, premises, it can be in breach of various privacy principles um, associated with both Australia and the requirements of the hospital. Uh, and so what we do within their task is we ensure that not only that the image is captured uh, and not stored on the device and you know, securely kept by the hospital, it can be uploaded and attached to the hospital's record along with the consent. And also not only do we take this image and, and, and store it and send it to right places, but when we communicate uh, getting second opinions, for example, so if I've got a, a wound or a lesion that I need a plastic surgeon to review or a burn specialist to review uh, or a dermatologist, for example, when you take that image, you can send the appropriate context in a secure fashion. So you know, this is the patient, this is their details, here is an image, uh, not just the image or not just the content and not via insecure and not privacy-compliant um, mechanisms.
0: Well, that sounds like a fantastic feature in itself and really um, enhancing the, the information that's exchanged between people about patient's current condition.
1: Well, I guess what's scary is that currently, um, despite staff knowing that it is not the right thing to do from a hospital policy perspective, many staff use SMS and WhatsApp, which is... Data is not stored in Australia. Um, it's accessible by potentially other people. Um, you're not necessarily sure that who you're sending things to is a authorised staff member. Um, it, it, ranges, it, sorry, it brings in a whole range of uh, medical legal implications and staff still do it because ultimately they believe it's in the patient's best interest and that therefore overrides Whatever the policies are and 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 what should be done, and Medtasker provides an alternate to that, a you know, a, a mechanism by which we can um, deliver those patient benefits and comply with all the relevant regulations. Um, and so that that's another reason why I developed Medtasker.
0: That's fantastic. Um, so perhaps, uh, perhaps you can give an illustration as to how this might work in practice on a, um, say, um, overnight shift if there's a patient who needs some attention and perhaps how, if the escalation processes aren't working as they um, ought to, how Medtasker can help with that.
1: No worry. So often um, hospitals currently use a combination of different tools and mechanisms. So there might be a a piece of paper that the nursing staff write down jobs that need to be done by a doctor. Um, And as a doctor overnight, you're covering four to six different wards and you have to go around to each ward, look at each piece of paper and then just kind of do the jobs as they come. If things are more urgent, you may get a pager message or a phone call and then if things are more urgent above that, you then get this overhead announcement, patient's deteriorating and you want to go and see the patient. And... All of these communication mechanisms are not attached or integrated or work together in any shape or form. As an example, you write, okay, this patient needs a new cannula because they need IV antibiotics. If that sits there for four, six, eight hours and never gets done, it becomes more and more urgent. Mm. And so what we want to do in their is bring that all together. So the nurse will go into the computer, they send a a task which includes – um, all the relevant patient identifiers to be compliant with national standards uh, around communication. It then includes the context of where the patient is, what's going on with them. Uh, you then send that off. It automatically goes to the appropriate staff member on their mobile device or gets pushed out to them um, with an associated urgency. If it's not responded to within a pre-configured time frame as per the hospital, it can then escalate. So it will then send you a reminder it may use different communication modalities. For example, it may send you a pager message as well as it escalates. Um, if you're unable to respond to it, it might send it out to your colleagues. So, you'll say, hey, this patient um, needs this job. Uh, your colleague hasn't responded. Are you able to help out? And this ensures the through escalation um, that the patient gets the appropriate care in the appropriate time frame. And if you're busy, you're able to forward that work on um, to a colleague to get some help, um, and, and as staff work in teams, and you know if someone's really busy and I'm less busy, I'm able to help out, you get that transparency, uh, open transparency as to what's going on in the hospital, and your colleagues can help out to ensure uh, patients get faster care. And in fact, that's what we've seen in some of our hospitals. So uh, one hospital in Queensland saw a 27% improvement in after-hours clinical review times, and that's they believe... Um, mostly due to the fact that there is a reduction in the number of workload or the amount of workload, sorry, uh, that was handed over between shifts from the daytime staff to the nighttime staff. And as I mentioned before, the nighttime staff work on uh, reduced staffing, skeleton staffing. And so by reducing the amount of work that's handed over, routine things that are best done by the day staff who know the patient best, who are looking after them day on day uh, and have one to 15 1 to 10 patient ratio as opposed to 1 to 50 or 1 to 120. Mm. uh, Work is done much better by the staff who know the patient first.
0: And as lawyers, we're particularly excited about them. <laughs> what it means on the other end, if um, things do go wrong, and, and um, trying to piece together not only to look at that particular situation, but also to feedback information to the hospitals about improving the safety and quality of the patient care. Um, what we often find is that people say, "Well, this stuff was um, written up on the whiteboard in the patient's room, or this was um, this was happened in the, in the handover, or." Um, you know, there was this, this breakdown in the escalation and I called someone, um, but he, he never called back. And this, it sounds like Medtask addresses a lot of that um, sort of audit trail issue as well, where you can look back and see, okay, well, this is what was communicated to whom at this time. So this is where the situation broke down or this, um, you know, this is where things, things didn't go as they should and this was where things could be improved in future. Um, is, that, is that sort of an aspect that you're seeing addressed?
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the real benefits of MedTask is um, the transparency and really the audibility of things. So, as you mentioned, the whiteboard gets erased either at the end of the day or at the end of the shift or when patient changes. Um, there is the record of the pager messages. You know, it stays for less than a month um, and you don't know who sent the pager message or whether it's actually been received by somebody else. With a communication task management system like MedTasker, you get all that. You know exactly who has sent each task you know to what role and who was filling that role at that particular time, um, whether they've received it, whether they've acknowledged it, whether they've replied. And we've found in all of our hospitals that MedTaskers has been very helpful in reviewing sentinel events through root cause analyses or, or, or even, not even in just those kind of cases where something's gone wrong, but also in improving staff education. So so this type of workload is best done by specific types of people. So you should send it to this thing. Um, In fact, we can deal with these types of work on ourselves as a ward. So if I escalate to my senior nurse, I can deal with that. Actually, we don't need to send it to the doctor. We can send this specific request to the pharmacist. Um, And what that does is it's being used for staff education. Uh, It's being used to help spreading the workload um, and reducing unnecessary uh, repeat calls or um, duplication of effort.
0: And how does that work with coordinating with, say, um, pathology or radiology departments where investigations can be requested and and, um, people are waiting for results?
1: So when there is a critical result, staff need to, in pathology, for example, say, all right, this needs to be um, alerted immediately to the doctor who's looking after the patient. They then call switchboard. They try to figure out who's on. And then if they can't get through to the doctor, then they call the ward. They try to get through to the nurse who's looking after the patient and then leave a message with them to say, all right, tell the doctor that there is a critically abnormal result. They document that um, or not. And sometimes there's, you, know, you have no idea whether the appropriate person ends up getting that message. And so instead of what they do with MedTask, there's two ways. One is that either the pathology system automatically flags it as a critical result and it gets sent out to the doctor that's looking after that patient. Um, so it cuts out a whole range of middle steps and ensures that it's been acknowledged and, and steps have been taken. Alternately, the pathology member, if they haven't set up that integration with the pathology or radiology system, uh that staff member who is uh, notifying uh, of the critical result just sends a task like normal straight to the appropriate doctor and that gets acknowledged and passed through the workflow. So really what we provide is a way to reduce unnecessary steps, ensure that full chain and audit trail is there for, you know, has this been acknowledged, has this been communicated and reported, uh, and you know, ultimately patients get better care.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is sent to um, a mobile device that the doctor will have with them, these these messages. Is that how it works?
1: Absolutely. So, correct. Uh, Right at the bedside, that staff member will receive a notification on their mobile device uh, and then they can action it from wherever they are, be it at home, be it in the hospital, uh, because we provide that ability to securely communicate irrespective of where you are.
0: I understand you've already implemented MedTasker in five hospitals. What's been your experience so far with putting MedTasker into action?
1: Well, each of those hospitals have done it a little bit differently, uh, actually, fam. So some hospitals, or actually most hospitals, like to start off in a smaller area and then actually they have a really positive experience with it in terms of staff love using it. Um, One hospital had a 98% satisfaction rate. It delivers the benefits that they want in terms of improve patient care, foster patient care. And so after they start in the one area, they find that it quickly expands to other areas because hospitals, other staff in hospitals saying, hey, uh, we see metastasis being used in this one area, we want it too. And so hospitals often start in the after-hour space. So that's where there's an acute need in terms of skeleton staff. We have deteriorating patients. We need to find ways in which with less staff we can do more and work more effectively. So, Medtask is very well suited for when there is externally generated workload, uh, and what I mean by that is a nurse is request asking a doctor for some help, or mm-hmm. a nurse asking an orderly to take a patient from A to B. Uh, that's where Medtask's task management functionality really shines. And so, often hospitals put it in after hours, and then they they say, oh, we've had a lot of benefit. We've seen a 27% improvement in after hours clinical review times. We've seen a reduction. Um, and things being handed over between shifts, let's roll out to another area. So let's roll out to another discipline like pharmacy um, or let's roll out to another discipline like um, orderlies or let's then move it to 24-7. Uh, and there's a bit of a jump there. So when you go from uh, just a one small isolated area to, okay, Metask task is the predominant or the primary communication tool between um, for routine things between nurses and doctors. All the time, uh, there's a big jump because it goes from okay, we've just got our after hours staff using it, to 300 doctors during the day using it, and so that that change is is quite a large piece. Um, but that's really driven by the hospital and you know, their desire to improve the quality of care that's delivered to their patients. Um, so you know, that's a bit of a, a bit of a story as to how we've um, implemented or how how it usually expanded with Medtasa.
0: And finally, looking towards the future, where do you see the key areas that we can use technology to help us run our hospitals better?
1: Well, that's a pretty broad question. Um, But I guess in essence, there are, despite us being able to pretty much cure some cancers, there are some really manual things that happen in healthcare. Uh, There's a lot of, um, not there's anything wrong with paper, but there's a lot of, paper and manual and duplicate processes and and technology can really help with that to one, ultimately improve the safety and quality of patient care, but to improve the patient experience because those manual things uh, are slow. It's not what people expect and and have necessarily in their normal lives, both from a a patient um, who's going through often something that's quite terrible or the staff members themselves. like They carry a mobile phone in their pocket, they've got a smartphone. They come to work and they you know, they're using uh, fax machines and, and pages. Uh, and so, uh, technologies can can really kind of providing you know improved experiences for everyone um, working and 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 being in that hospital environment. The upshot of that and the the benefits of that is also that once we use technology for things, we can then get a lot of data uh, that can then be used to look at the way in which hospitals operate. So we can then analyse most of care. We can then look at um, what are the correlations between various things happening and, and, and how patients can ultimately end up getting uh, better care. So I think there's a lot that can be done in this space from a uh, you know transforming us from where we are today to where we can go in the future. And, and I'm just really excited to uh, be a part of it and, and hopefully make a, a little bit of difference.
0: Well, that's fantastic, and these are definitely exciting times. So thank you, Dr. Andrew Yap, for speaking with us today. And where can listeners go to find more information about MedTasker? Uh,
1: So jump on our website. Uh, That's uh, www.medtasker.com, or shoot us an email. Our email address is info at uh, medtasker.com, M-E-D-T-A-S-K-E-R.
0: Thanks for tuning into The Checkup. We have more information about Medtasker in our episode notes and welcome any feedback or requests for health law topics you would like to know more about. See bnlaw.com.au for more health law insights and to sign up for our alerts.